What's going on? Welcome into a Friday edition of Hells and Whistles presented by Bet Online right here on the Believe Network. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers. All is well in the Big Easy as the Pelicans have won three in a row. Well, not all is well, but I think right now it's safe <laughs> to say that it is. After a 115 to 96 win over the Charlotte Hornets, Pels back in 10th and right now would be playing the Los Angeles Lakers in a play in. More on that in a little bit. But of course, Let's start off the the show by saying hello to Rel. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. I uh, I busted out the the Pierre hat last night, and I think it might have brought some good luck. I'm not really sure. I've lost track of my like criteria and superstition for when I wear the hat. It used to be wear the hat after a win. Now it's wear a hat so they can win. <laughs> Is it still in your back seat where it creeps you out when you back up and it's still right there? I uh, you know last night after I I put it on the passenger seat headrest and then 20 seconds later it startled me i was like i can't do this any longer like i'm just gonna put it in the seat and i'll figure something out later but before it was in the back seat and it was like i could see it in the rearview mirror or when i turn around and back out because i don't have a reverse camera because they just didn't put one in my vehicle <laughs> so i gotta look back there you know and i turn around and pierre's big googly eyes looking at me so yeah i, I can't do that anymore someone's gonna get hurt <laughs> so i gotta put it in the seat so was it a two-game winning streak with the hat on uh, or did you wear it no, in Houston for? No, I wore it in game? Houston on Friday and they lost. No, and so and you still went yeah. back. There. You didn't burn it after that one. I no, I didn't. Burn it. <laughs> never burn the hat. The hat yeah. is, if anything, I'd sell the hat for a thousand bucks, but I'll never burn it. <laughs> okay, maybe sanitize it after a loss. You know, sanitize it after yeah. a loss. Keep it good after wins. Don't wash some it. Or holy anything. water. You need some holy water. Maybe <laughs> some sage in there. I don't know. All of the above. All the above, but but a solid win uh, last night for the Pelicans. One they needed and should have taken care of, and they did because the Hornets started running out of players. There's one point someone took a picture of the Hornets bench, and there was no one on it because there were so many people yeah. that got hurt, and we don't like seeing players get hurt. But um, the Pelicans uh, certainly took care of business, and Mr. Brandon Ingram, or shall we say, Mr. Triple Double, his first career yes, triple sir. double, and took care of business in the third through three quarters, thirty mm. ten and ten. After three, that's the B.I. we need. That's the B.I. we saw. And just an unbelievable performance by him last night. Yeah, I have no complaints. He had zero turnovers. And that was like the the biggest deal of the whole thing. I mean, getting a triple-double, especially getting your first triple-double is special. But for you to go out there and really be taking care of the ball, um, you know, that says a lot about, uh, you know, the level of intensity that he played with. And he was was really locked in last night. So um, it was a fun game. It was nice to see them go out and take care of business. it was kind of weird that even though we were winning by 20 points with five minutes left in regulation, we still had all five starters in, <laughs> but whatever we won. <laughs> yeah. I th- I feel like just BI, I mean, he always shows the type of confidence he has, but I think it just looked like the old BI last night. I don't know. Maybe it was sometimes you need to face a team like Charlotte in order to get your groove back. And I felt like he in mm-hmm. the offense just kind of got their groove last night before they get on this West coast trip. But I mean, Again, with Zion, we'll get to the Zion news in a moment um, because we have not talked about that since the news came out. But without Zion, I mean, this is Brandon Ingram's team right now. And this team is going to rely on him, not necessarily to have a triple-double every night, but to put up some big numbers because especially on this four-game West Coast trip, um, there are some very important games that the Pelicans need to win in order to keep themselves in the play-in hunt. So if you can get... Again, B.I. not necessarily getting a triple-double every night, but putting up 25 points, you know, maybe 25-5-5. Five and five. 
I feel like you're going to see a lot more wins and losses here in the last nine or so games. Yeah, I regret not uh, placing some sort of wager on that game. And I mean, normally I'll go and, uh, you know, just bet on the money line or something. But on occasion, I'll do a same game parlay, something like that. But I feel like just looking at Charlotte's personnel, I should have known that somebody on the team was going to have uh, a huge stat line. So I kind of kind of dropped the ball on that one. But as long as we win, you know, that's for me, that's what it's about. It's about tricking the universe. <laughs> yeah. As long as you my team win. As long as you didn't bet on Charlotte, because that would have been the ultimate sacrifice. That's good. If you bet on Charlotte last <laughs> night. Um, I'm not sure what the odds would have been for a Brandon Ingram triple double, but that means we have to go on bet online to find out. They remain your number one source for all college basketball betting this season. Again, what a sweet 16 last night. Four more games today. You can bet on all of them with Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends. Updated odds for everything from live games right through the Final Four and Championship game. It's your college basketball headquarters. Head to the website or your mobile device and sign up and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV to receive that bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Shout out to my dad's Florida Atlantic Owls upsetting Tennessee mm-hmm. last night to advance to the lead eight. They've never had an NCAA tournament win up until this year. Now they have three. Wow. So wow. all the upsets, I entered myself in a second chance bracket and I got zero <laughs> games right last night. I am on fire. I'll stick to the NBA. You're um, on a tear. <laughs> that seems so hard to predict too. the NBA, the way everything is so clumped up. Um, well, also, thanks to my good friend, Jim Eichenhofer, he has given me the updated tiebreakers. Everything you need to know heading into the weekend and what to watch for. Your scoreboard watching is in full swing tonight. We'll get to that as well. (laughs) Um, Also last night, how about Jonas Valanciunas? 20 points, 19 rebounds. Gets mad at Trey Murphy after the game. When I say gets mad, (laughs) jokes about how Murphy only had two rebounds, but one of them, uh, Jonas believes, should have belonged to him, which would have given Jonas a 20-20 game. But I think the big thing to take out of that is it just seemed like the Pelicans were starting to go to Jonas a lot more last night. And I think Jonas is just as important as a Brandon Ingram when it comes to this team getting going before the play-in or the playoffs begin. Yeah, I think guys um, tend to not be super interested when they're not involved in in the game plan or in the offense, right? And so we've seen um, kind of a little bit uh, a little bit of an uptick in energy or something from JV. And not to say that he was out there just going through the motions or being lazy or anything, but um, they really needed to to get him the ball and get him some touches and let him get a couple baskets. You know, he's not just out there to grab rebounds. He can help us on the offensive end. So, um, I mean, we saw it through those first three quarters against Houston. Um, you know, we saw it um, last night against Charlotte. And so we got to can- keep uh, getting him involved. And we know every time we play the Clippers, I always think that JV is going to hit seven three-pointers. Just automatically, I think yeah. that he's just going to do it to them again. I think that Zubox hasn't learned his lesson. And he's just going to keep leaving him out there by himself. And it's, um, I think on Saturday, it's going to be one of those things where we got to get him going early. Because um, I feel like if he hits a, a three in like one of his first, couple touches that's what's kind of you know what kind of night it's going to be that's what we can look forward to he's going to keep shooting those so um uh anyhow we're talking a lot about uh paul george not being available yeah um, for this game and probably the game next sunday or next saturday that we're playing against them but i think people are um forgetting the fact that Kawhi has been on a tear especially since the uh, all-star break and so it's like you know we can't look at this like it's going to be last year's playing game and they don't have paul george and we're potentially going to win right we we kind of have to worry about Kawhi. we got to worry about you know how is herb going to be 
officiated when he's guarding him? How's Dyson going to be officiated and so on and so forth. But um, before we get to that, they're deeper into that game. You want to talk about the tiebreaker situation? Yeah, we can do that. There, there's plenty of stuff we got to talk about today. So yeah. Leaving out still the Zion and Jose news that we haven't gotten to. But so I know we'll start with the positive, though, because there this game is riding a three-game winning streak. But again, follow Jim Eichenhofer on Twitter at Jim underscore Eichenhofer. If you listen to this podcast and you're not following Jim anyways, then I don't know what's wrong with you and you're not really a Pelicans fan. I'm just going to say that right now because Jim has everything as far as your score watching, scoreboard watching needs and... um he was helping me out with the tiebreaker situation when it comes to the teams the Pelicans are battling for seeding-wise in the Western Conference, especially with some of these teams you are playing coming up, like the Los Angeles Clippers on Saturday, where you're up 1-0 in the series with two games left. So a win on Saturday would clinch the season series against the Clippers, which would mm-hmm. certainly help in that situation. As Rel mentioned, no Paul George for two to three weeks, so you're not going to have him in both games. Um, certainly an, an opportunity for the Pelicans to take advantage as far as Phoenix, because you still are just a few losses back of Phoenix in the loss column mm-hmm. two to two with a good chance of tying Phoenix and actually passing them. As Jim mentions to me, uh, overall record, um, better conference record for the Pelicans as well. So again, all these games kind of count double right now, yeah. not only for tiebreakers, but for conference record, that is the next tiebreaker after head to head matchup. And again, Phoenix and uh, New Orleans split 2-2. Golden State, you're up 2-1 thanks to those two games against Golden State at home (laughs) where they rested everyone. But one game left to go. That's part of this West Coast road trip. So again, you can clinch a season series against Golden State who has the same amount of losses. I Actually, I think 36 or 37 heading in tonight. I'll have to double check when we go over the standings. You've already had the tiebreaker over Oklahoma City who has now dropped to 11th after their loss to the Clippers last night. Dallas is 2-2, but you do have the advantage, it looks like, with conference record, if not division record after that. We'll get into that in a little bit. Minnesota, 1-1 with one game left, and I believe that's the last game of the year between those two teams. So that could be a really important ball game. Tiebreaker purposes, where they both are in the standings. The Hawks Mm -hmm. could not help the Pelicans the other night in a 125-124 loss to Minnesota, thanks to Ben Taylor. Uh, Utah, <laughs> boy, I, I almost texted you, Ralph, but that's a different story for a different day. Utah, you lost a tiebreaker, did not win against them, and same goes for the Los Angeles Lakers. Those are the two teams you're battling right now for 10. It hurts. So it hurts. It really hurts. Bad. So those are the tiebreakers <laughs> right now, and I guess while we have it, let's go to the games happening tonight for those mm-hmm. that are going to be watching um, across the league. There are some games to keep an eye on. One is Dallas and Charlotte, even though I think that will be over before it starts. Mavericks are now 14 and a half point favorite. Well, they changed the point before we even started taping. It it's only been 12 minutes. It's been 12 <laughs> minutes. It was 13 and a half, now 14 and a half. And that's because Hornets have a ton of injuries. Wow. Um. So, yeah, don't rely on the Dallas Mavericks to lose tonight against Charlotte. They do. Mm-mm. Unbelievable. But Jazz do play host to the Bucks, So an opportunity for the Bucks to take care of business. And then Golden State, they are 38-36, so they're a game ahead mm-hmm. of the Pelicans. They host the Philadelphia 76ers. That should be a good one. And then a good one for the, the Pelicans, because they will gain a half a game on either of these teams, Thunder and Lakers, both 36 and 37, just like the Pelicans. Tip People off are asking. At 10-30, 9-30 Central. Yeah, so stay up late if you want that one. Thunder on a back-to-back. They lost to the Clippers, so they start 
fallen a little bit. That's one less yeah. team to worry about. Plus, you own the tiebreaker against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, did you get yeah. all that? Did you all write it down? Because well, there I is a quiz so. at the end that will test <laughs> everyone on what I just said there for the last five minutes. But I hope so. It's just crazy, Rel, how much of a difference. Like Oklahoma City dropping from eight to eleven last mm-hmm. night. New just Orleans going up to ten. Um, it just takes a, a winning streak. It takes a game. And mm-hmm. this West Coast trip now, especially with Paul George injury, you got Clippers, you got Blazers who are now in the tankathon. Kind of yeah. yeah, they're in the ping pong ball sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Golden State, and that's a back to back. And then Denver, who's not really playing too well. If you want to talk about opportunities, uh, this is this West Coast trip doesn't look as daunting as it did before. Yeah. But Pelicans have had a lot of trouble on the road this season, so it's going to be a tough West Coast trip, but doable with those four games. Definitely. I think um, I a lot of people are asking about the game tonight with um, with the Lakers and the Thunder, and they're like, well, who do we want to win? And I'm like, well, personally, I don't want the Lakers to win anything ever. So <laughs> I'd be okay with them losing. Um, Cause what if they if they lose to OKC tonight? Uh, yeah, OKC will move up. Yeah, it's a lot of moving parts, man. It's so many. Well, the bottom line is you need to root for OKC to win mm-hmm. because you hold the tiebreaker over OKC, so you can yeah. finish at the same record yeah. and finish ahead of them. But because you do not own the tiebreaker against the Lakers, if you finish with the same record, you're going to lose that tiebreaker. So, for instance, like right now, Lakers in ninth, Pelicans in tenth. You don't want to go into that play in as the 10th seed and have to go on the road. And if you lose, you're done. Like, at yeah. least you want to be that home team and get to nine, if not eight. That way, if you do lose a seven, eight game, you host the nine, 10 game. Mm-hmm. And so, um, actually, no, you don't host. You have two road games. I'm sorry. Because you play oh, the yeah, loser yeah. Okay. of. Um, no, at eight, you do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You at do, eight, you at do seven host. or eight, it's like if you're in seventh or eighth, it's basically double elimination for you, right? Right. But if you're eighth and you lose, you do host that second game. So yeah. just like the Clippers did last year and the Pelicans went on to beat the Clippers to get into yeah. the, eight, the eighth seat. So for tonight, you definitely want Oklahoma City. Any team that you um, if there are two teams that are battling um, against the Pel- or two teams that are facing each other that are, are battling with the Pelicans for position, you always want to root for the team that you already have the tiebreaker over because as long as the Pelicans take care of business, you already have the tiebreaker. You don't want yeah. the Jazz to win. You don't want the Lakers to win right now, and it just depends on the other teams. Minnesota, just to be safe, you definitely don't want – you don't want any of them to win, but they're going to play each other. Those right. are the teams yeah. you want to lose out of the two teams just from the tiebreaker purpose. So yeah. hopefully Minnesota, that cleared everything up for you. <laughs> <laughs> we're um, one and one with Minnesota with one to go. One and one with Minnesota with one to go. They got Carl Anthony Towns back the other night against Atlanta. They did not have Anthony Edwards. Mm -hmm. They didn't need him because they had the refs on their side who blatantly (laughs) came out again and said that they were wrong on a play that would have given Atlanta a couple free throws at the end. And um, Ben Taylor back at it. Again, I'm here in Atlanta, and I do do some work with the Hawks as -hmm. far as um, not with the Hawks, but as far as covering the team. And I want to talk about one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen in a long time. <laughs> you go look at that crew, and I don't mean to bla- put some refs on blast. It was awful for both teams. For both teams, Chris Finch wow. was as angry as I've seen him in a while, and it was it was pretty bad there. So, Jeez. if you're going to blame someone for the Timberwolves getting a win over Atlanta, certainly is 
the officials. And that's all I'm going to say about that because <laughs> before you get fined, before I get fined, <laughs> I'm here. So I don't get fined like Marshawn Lynch. Um, but I was nervous about uh, our boy Bill Kennedy last night. And uh, he definitely blew a call on Trey Murphy. He got slapped on the hand and he's telling Trey after the play, like, I didn't miss a call. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Bill. You're just you're at it again, man. I don't like it. Man, we were so fond of Bill, too. Yep. Just for his charisma in the when announcing a replay, a further a review. How the mighty fall. He How messed the mighty up. fall. <laughs> All, <laughs> You're in the doghouse. <laughs> it just takes one little thing and it's Rel's doghouse. So I got to be careful. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to be in that doghouse too. You know, probably still wouldn't have won the game. But hey, he yeah. took away the chance, you know. <laughs> Speaking of chance, some injury news came out and we figured we would just wait till this show instead of having an emergency podcast. Yeah. Really no need to have one because it's really hasn't changed. The only thing that really changes, you will not see Jose Alvarado probably for the regular season, mm-hmm. let alone maybe the play-in game or the playoffs just based on his injury, which yeah. is disappointing. But the Zion news has been the same, really evaluated in two weeks. But he is starting on court activities. Mm-hmm. So that two weeks could technically mean that he is back in two weeks. I don't think it's going to be another reevaluation. He could because he is doing on court. But Rel, do you see him playing in the final three games if he is healthy? I think it all, all depends on what we look like through these next six games or so. Um, I get nervous about the whole reevaluated in, in two weeks things because every two weeks we're getting reevaluated in two more weeks. Um, but yeah, it just really, really depends on if we're still in some sort of contention at that point, will we still have something to play for? If they don't feel like we got anything to play for, they're not going to chance it. We're very cautious. Why risk him for two games and, you know, mess up later down the line in the fall when we're getting ready for another season. So um, I think at a certain point, Zion might feel like nobody's keeping me off the court. I'm going to play, (laughs) but At the same time, you know, even if he's ramping up right now, if he does end up playing the last three games or even the last two games, we're probably looking at the forbidden minute restriction. Um, nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, nobody wants to hear minute restrictions. Nobody wants to hear bursts. But it is what it is. He hasn't played. And um, by that point, it will have been three months. They're not going to let him go out there and play 35 minutes. It's just not going to happen. Um, so we'll we'll have him maybe. But. I guess I guess twenty minutes of Zion is better than zero, but <laughs> it just yeah. sucks. You don't want him to be, you don't want him to be limited, and you don't want him to be you don't want it to be like his first game where if he would have stayed in that game, you know we may have won that game against the Spurs when he made his debut, and Alvin had to pull him out because of the four minute burst, and he's going off and he's scoring like seventeen points in a row, and then you take him out of the game, and all that momentum that we just got is lost. So um, we don't want another situation like that, but it's just a tough spot to be in, man. So you're saying that you rather, though, him not play at all than play with limitations in the final three games if it gets him ready for a potential playing in a play-in situation? Uh, No, I think I'd rather him play in the last couple games leading up to the play-in because the play-in is going to be sudden death. It's going to be do or die. I don't want your first game to be that, you know? Um, Especially since when Zion plays, the offenses give Zion the ball, move out the way. (laughs) So it's like we're going to be relying heavily on him unless – coaching staff makes some sort of like adjustments which i don't know we've, we've seen that give the ball to zion and move out of the way works as a strategy um to some extent i guess uh 
but yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to rely on that or if they're going to be a little bit more smart about it and kind of change up the game plan a little bit. Maybe use Zion as a decoy. I don't know. Um, but the first order of business is him being on the court. So we'll see what happens with that. I, I rather have Zion play, even if it's a minute restriction in the last three, than not at all, and then him being available for the play-in. I do want that ease in. I want him to get on the court, play against an opponent, see how it goes, get a chance for his teammates to get reacquainted with him back in the lineup because yeah. I think Zion's that big of a difference maker where if you put him in a playing situation that this team is totally different and this team mm-hmm. it gives you a chance to one get through the play-in and possibly make it harder on some teams once you get into the playoffs we saw a very small sample size earlier in the year of what this team is like with Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram on the floor together there was once upon a time that they were a top seed in the West, a top mm. three seed in the West, and they looked like a team that would be pretty hard to beat in the playoffs. Yeah. Obviously, things have changed where they are not as healthy as they would like to be, but Zion gives them another chance and kind of gives them a little bit of rejuvenation, I think, heading into the postseason. So if he can, without risking long-term injury, if it's he's mm-hmm. healthy enough to play in those final three games or even two games, I would say... Let them play and yeah. give them those tune-ups, especially those if those games need them to get into the play-in. Mm-hmm. Like, I still rather have Zion in there. It gives you a better chance, even if it's, oh, well, Zion you know, is going to have to get adjusted and everyone's going to have to get adjusted. You play him. Yeah. It, if it gives yeah. you the better chance, you're, you're much better with Zion on the court than you are with him off the court. So, for me, I would be playing him if he is healthy enough to play. But you obviously, like you mentioned, have to keep that in consideration if they're in the playoff picture or not. If they're not with those two or three games to go, I don't think it's worth putting him out there and potentially risking even further damage, like tearing a hamstring or something like that. So yeah. um, hopefully it's not the case where the Pelicans are already out of it. Mm-hmm. I have a feel like with everything so clumped together that this thing is going to come down to the final couple of games. And yeah. so hopefully you do stressful. see a healthy... Yeah, it is very stressful. <laughs> hopefully... But when's the last time we've had this in the, a few seasons or a couple seasons in a row where we're scoreboard yeah. watching and, and playoff chasing? I mean, yeah. again, as much as, as people are disappointed in how this season has gone based on the expectations, mm-hmm. we talked about this on previous podcasts. This this organization has not been able to string together back-to-back seasons or a couple seasons in a row where they are legitimate playoff teams. And this could mm-hmm. be a couple, whether it's a losing record or not, could be in the playoffs for two straight years. I think that's yeah. something to tip your cap to. Um, step in the right direction. It. It's a step in the right direction. No one said they needed to go jump to a one seat overnight and, and be a team <laughs> that makes it to the finals. Is If you keep this core together and add some pieces, then you keep building. And so um, I think these these this West Coast trip is going to tell you a lot about this team. That's not a good road team, but needs a few of these wins, some winnable games. Again, no Paul George against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. No Damian Lillard, most likely against the Blazers, as they are now kind of turned their attention to some ping pong balls. <laughs> you have a back to back against Golden State, which is going to be tough. And you've shown in the past that you've been able to take care of business in Denver against the Nuggets, who are not playing very good basketball right now. So if you use some of what you did against, I know it was the Spurs, I know it was the Hornets, but take that <laughs> confidence and bring it with you on the road. Yeah, you can easily have a two and two, three and one road trip, which I think two and two you would certainly take in this situation because that definitely keeps you in the playoff conversation. For sure. They just got to take care of business use that momentum. You know, in these last three games, you've won all three. Could It could have been four. 
Could have yep. been four in a row, but you know, you got to put that behind you and you got to focus on the games in front of you, <clears throat> preferably one game at a time. So, um, yeah, just go in there and take care of business. Um, watch some film, you know, <laughs> come up with a solid game plan. I know Teaspoon's hard at work. She's going to, you know, be getting the guys the proper scouting reports and whatever have you. But, um, yeah, they just got to lock in top to bottom. One through 15, everybody. Garrett Temple got in the game yesterday and hey. shot one shot and made it three. <laughs> Stay locked in just like that, everybody. <laughs> Stay locked in. Attention to detail. Again, that was a lot of what they talked about last year uh, when they had their success. It was sticking with the scouting reports that the coaches come up with and, and really focusing in. It, I mean, it's with every team. You get those scouting reports and sometimes you're like, yeah, we'll be okay. Or don't really focus in on tendencies mm -hmm. of players. If you get locked into those things, you can certainly make an impact on your team. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I figure before we get out of here, let's do update you on the standings. I know Rel kind of went over them a little bit. We went over tiebreakers. But mm -hmm. just heading into tonight's games, again, the Pelicans don't play until tomorrow. We'll go over the schedule too. But New Orleans sits in 10th right now. Same record as Oklahoma City, but with that tiebreaker. Actually, it's a four-team tie right now for uh 8th, 9th, 10th and 11th all with 36 and 37 records. New Orleans is third out of those. Their conference record 24 and 20. Los Angeles 21 and 24, but their head-to-head -head matchup would overtake New Orleans and Dallas 27 and 23 in the conference. Um but that would come down to I believe division maybe it's di for division it's division record and then conference record. New Orleans maybe. 10 and 5 and then division Dallas 9 and 6 both with one game to play. New Orleans has Memphis one more time. So Utah, one game back or half game back, 35-37. Minnesota, 37-37. and Golden State, 38-36. And now you can't forget about L.A., who's in fifth with just mm -hmm. uh, 35 losses, 39-35. and 35. So you're two back of them. Think about that. Two back of fifth when you're sitting in 10th right now. Your schedule for the rest of the week, or I guess the start of this four-game road trip, Clippers tomorrow night, 9.30. Rel, you can go over the Pels 12. Uh, what's going on with that here in a minute? Mm -hmm. uh, then Pelicans Blazers at 9 o'clock Central on Monday. Back-to-back -back against the Warriors on Tuesday, TNT at 9 o'clock. And then they wrap up the road trip against Denver on Thursday at 9 o'clock as well on TNT. And then they're back home for a four-game homestand, which four really good teams, Clippers, Kings, Grizzlies, Knicks, and then wrap things up on the road Sunday afternoon, Easter Sunday against Minnesota. Well, what's going on with Pels 12 this weekend? Watch party and there will be some special guests, I hear. Yeah. So to kick off this stretch of 930 and nine o'clock tip offs <laughs> for mm. the next week, um, we're going to do a watch party. And it's going to kind of be reminiscent of when we had the play in game against um, the Clippers, but uh, tip-offs at 9.30. We usually start the watch party about an hour ahead, but I think we're going to start at 8 o'clock on Saturday um, at the Yacht Club, per usual. Going to have the, you know, giveaways and free raffles and all that good stuff. Might even have a Pierre City Edition bobblehead, potentially. Um, but yeah, we're going to have some special guests. Uh, the Pelicans radio team is going to come out. Uh, so Gus and Aaron, uh, maybe Jim Eichenhofer might show up too. So there's going to be... Um, Decent little, decent little crowd there tonight. So we got to show up and show them some love, and um, they'll do. Um, I think they're at least their pregame. I don't know if they're going to do their postgame there, but um, but yeah, come say hi. We're just all going to be hanging out together. If Jim Nikonoffer doesn't come with his eight by ten headshots, so he can get autographed. <laughs> I'm going to be very, very disappointed in Jim. 
Come for the uh, vibes. Stay for Jim Eikenhofer. Yeah. You better be we're there. Also, I'm uh, calling him out. We're going be, be <laughs> to be talking about it on ESPN Radio today. Uh, I'm going to get on the phone with Gus around uh, 1245. We're going to talk about the watch party on there, too. So, um, All right. Yeah, so plenty of stuff going on with the Pelicans Radio Network, all my good friends there, and mm -hmm. uh, the Pels 12. And here we go. Four-game West Coast trip Saturday. First one, a late one, 930. Again, you can catch it on Bally's and e and, uh, 99.5 WRNO. Well, this was a good one. Good vibes yeah. heading into the weekend. We'll definitely talk next week, and uh, hopefully we're going through the standings in a good way, seeing where the Pelicans climb. But do some scoreboard watching tonight. It should be a fun <laughs> night around the association, and hope everyone has a good weekend. Until next week, Pharrell, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening to the Pels and Whistles presented by Bet Online, right here on the Believe Network.